going on, ladies and gentlemen? It gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show, a time of recording. It is 7.45 p.m. on Wednesday, March 27th, 2019, and this is episode 112 of Fighting Fire with Fire. And with me, to my left, in Jamaica Plain, Massachusetts, is old friend of the pod, Dan Perez. Dan, say hi to the people. How's it going? I'm happy to have Dan here with me. Dan, you have only come on this podcast to talk about NBA-related things. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it was a playoff preview. Yes, or our like season that. preview. That's I think there's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been at least two times you've come on the pod before. They've been for NBA-related reasons. We talked a lot of NBA before we just hit record. We're excited about the NBA. We may come back to do an NBA playoff preview pod, but there is no sport ball on today's podcast. Today's podcast is about one thing and one thing only, and that is Jordan Peele's second major motion picture, Us, which you and I saw this past weekend, Saturday, with friend of the pod, Duran fernandez O'Brien, who I'm sure is a little jealous that he's not included in this pod, and <laughs> friend of the pod, Gavi Kaplan, all people who have been on the pod before. So, you've since... Gone and seen it again. Yeah, I went to see it a second time. And was it just as good the second time? Did it hold up? Uh, yes, it was. It was good. I don't want to like say it right. was hot a second time or anything. Like. And and we are going to. What we're going to do is we're going to have a brief sort of five to ten minute spoiler free discussion about the movie Us. And then we are going to get down into the nitty-gritty and spoil the living shit out of it. At which point, anybody who has not seen us and is listening to this podcast should stop listening and go see it and then come back and listen to this pod. But for now, I want to talk about a couple of things that will not spoil the movie. Number one, Dan, what were your expectations going into this movie when we were going in on Saturday? Uh, Well, I mean, I've told you and I was telling Duran and uh, Gavi, like, I don't really do... Scary movie. Mm-hmm. So going into it, I was a little nervous. Um, I also do not do the, scary movies. I the, think we can agree the trailer was a little misleading. Yes. So like we, I thought it was going to be scarier than it would be. It's it's an interesting choice, and we, we're going to break down a couple of other ways the trailer's misleading later. But number one being it kind of makes it out to be a straight horror movie. And it's not. Where it's not. And so for those of you, and I've had a couple of friends say, AJ, I don't want to go see... Us because I don't do horror movies, and you won't find too many people more easily scared than your boy. And uh, I was worried about us going to see Get Out because you and I saw Get Out together yeah. two years ago, and now we saw have seen Us together, and they're similar levels of scary in that they're not particularly scary. It's yeah. more thrilling, and I actually think that Jordan Peele's sensational directing which we'll get to in a second is part of the reason why it's not as scary because he's not the jump scare he's not a hacky horror director in any way he, he falls off the line a little bit of like your typical yeah. horror movie and like mm-hmm. same thing even with like slashers or whatever you want to call them yes and I my expectations were sky high because of Get Out but they were tempered in the fact that I thought Get Out should have won Best Picture it won Jordan Peele won an Oscar for best original screenplay which mm-hmm. is great and I thought this is just going to be a horror movie that is going to be is going to be what it's going to be it's going to make a lot of money and hopefully hopefully it's good that was one, that was where I sat one thing that for me going into it um I definitely wanted to separate the hype from get out yes from from this movie and what it would be so mm-hmm. like, I kind of tried to like isolate that going into which is hard to do. 
It's yeah. hard to do with any any artist. If you if you if a uh, musical artist makes a great album, you have to separate your expectations of how good an album is to what the next one's going to be because exactly. you never know. Because an artist because an artist is is always going to evolve, but. Like some of the great artists in other mediums, Jordan Peele managed to evolve without losing what makes him unique. And he came into his own as a director in this movie. This is an even better directed movie than Get Out, in my humble opinion. And he is just clearly, and we we talked about this a little bit, but I want to bring it back up again in the pre-production meeting. Where do you believe Jordan Peele stands in sort of the ranks of Hollywood directors? Is he is he the guy now? And we reeled off a bunch of names. We talked about Barry Jenkins and Steve McQueen and Ryan Coogler. I think Coogler is in that kind of vein. Uh, we talked about Damien Chazelle and Adam McKay, and then all the old school, all the old school directors who are still making work: the Coen Brothers, Tarantino, Steven Soderbergh, David Fincher, Martin Scorsese. Those guys are all legends. Jordan Peele, this is only his second movie. But I would say, at least in my opinion, that of all of those directors I just reeled off, I am more hyped and will mark it down. Like, I am going to see Jordan Peele's next movie in the theater (laughs) opening weekend. Count on it more than any of those other directors. What say you? Uh, Yeah, I, I was looking up movies that... He would be like interested in and stuff because mm. he's making the Twilight Zone. Yes, he now. is. Which so? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> that that is gonna prepare be. yourself. He so he wants to make a live action Gargoyles movie. Really? Yes. Really? He wants to make a live action Gargoyles movie. Oh my god! And the like online people are just like make it just just start do now. it just screw do it. it do it because they just want to see what he does with. Movies. I I enjoyed uh, Gargoyles. Yeah, the cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I saw course. the I saw the first I saw the movie which I think is the first couple episodes of them and I I enjoyed it and they were sort of kind beasts. I mean misunderstood beasts. I. Think I think at this point now we've seen two of his movies and we can just admit that Jordan Peele knows what he's doing when it comes no, to directing. No movies. question. Like he there are some tricks that he has throughout the movie, like just from a film perspective. Like yes. He's he's doing his thing, you know. He's in his bag. Yeah, he's, he's definitely in his bag. <laughs> he's definitely in his bag. That's and we also talked about the fact that Maybe one of his best tricks, not tricks, but one of the things he does best as a director is make a movie that's meant to be watched in a movie theater. Yes, Uh, yes. I've had friends who saw Get Out not in its original theater release, but have seen it, saw it on HBO, saw it on demand, saw it some other way than in the theater, and they didn't have nearly as hype a reaction to it as my friends and the two of us who saw it in the theater. And... I would. This is why I've been telling everybody you have to go see us in the theater because as good as it is and as good as it would be on a smaller screen, it couldn't possibly. You can't replicate seeing that in the theater, and I, I don't know what other director has that kind of style where you have to see it in the theater. Maybe Christopher Nolan, his movies you should see in the theater. Maybe. Maybe uh, uh, Ryan like Coogler or James Cameron. James Cameron, James Cameron like, for, for for the most part, movies that are uh, uh, meant to be seen in the big screen. But those movies are, are big action set pieces. Jordan Peele's movies uh, aren't explosions and they're the mil- drama. Yeah, hundreds you know? of millions of dollars. It's just perfectly the drama of it and the symbolism. And we'll get to the symbols mm. is just perfect. 
there's also like the whole concept of the movie theater experience. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not only the big screen and like you know a nice comfy the, sofa seat and, 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 and the noise, and the sound. Yeah, you're going also like we saw it in a packed theater. Both both movies. We saw Get Out and we Us. And, and us was a matinee, a sat a matinee, two thirty on a Saturday. People were in there, yeah, and ready to go. The vibe that everybody gives off throughout the movie too, because you're definitely getting nervous at certain points, or you're like eerie about something, or whatever. The crowd, it is. the crowd, you're picking off together. the energy from those people, yeah. So that's that's another part of it, you know. When you hear smatterings of like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. talking to the character, <laughs> yeah, it definitely <laughs> happens. You're like, "Oh, do this, do that," or "Why are you going there?" There was there were a couple of times where some smatterings of applause happened. Oh, same, yeah, same definitely. thing with Get Out. Yep, and some cheers. It's 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 exciting. It's thrilling, and that just doesn't happen when you're watching it. It's also I can imagine. Us being scarier if you watched it in your house. Yeah, yeah. actually, I would agree like, with that one. I, that would be freaky. And I, I mean, I, we're talking like turn off the lights. Right, like, right, 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 right. You know. Uh, so that being said, that was our spoiler-free discussion of us. <laughs> you should go see it. For anybody who has not seen us, turn off this podcast immediately. Go see it, and then come back and listen to this pod. We are now going to spoil the crap. We're going to talk in depth about all. Different plot points, things we liked, things we little nitpicks we had, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, us, Dan, this movie is not about necessarily the Wilson family. It's really more about Adelaide Wilson, Lupita Nyong'o's character, Adelaide Max. Wilson. It it is her movie uh, and her character, and the movie begins with. The at first it begins with the title screens and the text about the tunnels underneath America. Yes, and right. I thought that was an interesting, interesting choice to start with. It starts with that, and then it starts with this music, the anthem music, the chanting yeah. choir music. Right? Is it well, then? Does it no, happen then, or so do we do the intro with the girl it, with young Adelaide it first? Goes from the tunnels. A uh, couple lines about the tunnels to How the, the shot of the rabbits. Yes, and it has the music the slowly with the expanding rabbits. rabbits. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. And I was looking at that, trying to understand, see if maybe there was something with those two. And like the only thing that I could find is that there were four non-white rabbits. Mm, nice. But that was the only thing. I don't know if uh, that uh, had any importance. And uh, rabbits is. An interesting. This is. It's one of the symbols that I want to talk about uh, later in terms of what is. Does it mean anything, or does it have to mean anything? And I think Jordan Peele's excellent at making memorable <laughs> symbols. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to be these big, heavy, and analogous things. But rabbits do. They have cloned rabbits. Yeah. Right. And like the whole bunny ears is like symmetrical. Yes. And after that, we get young Adelaide and her parents at a. Beach in Santa Cruz, a boardwalk beach in Santa Cruz, and she goes and has stumbles away from her parents into a fun house. And the directing of her walking uh, along this boardwalk and some of the lighting as she's going down under the dark beach is just you're just immediately so sucked into that world. That's what I thought of as she's walking down these steps. She goes into the house and then she sees into this fun house. A copy of herself. And there are funhouse mirrors and all these different angles and some very nicely directed shots of we don't know where real Adelaide is as she's walking through this funhouse, but then she sees herself. Yeah. And boom, it cuts. 
We see her surprised face and then bang. And then we get the Wilson family and we get them going on to a summer vacation in Santa Cruz. And we get the first use. Oh, we get we get uh, uh, Janelle Monet. I like that playing. And then as we uh, get them to their house, or it was, no, it's not. It's not when they go to their house that they use "I Got Five on it. It's when they're going to the beach is when they yeah, use "I Got Five on, on it. They use okay. And we meet the Wilson family. What did you think of the actors and actresses and their performances as the Wilson family? We had Winston Duke, who was Mbaku in Black Panther. He's uh, Gabe Wilson, the husband. You've got Shahadi Wright Joseph as Zora Wilson, the daughter. And you've got Evan Alex as Jason Wilson, the son. And what did you think of their performances, Dan? They were all good. Um, crazy, I didn't know the son actually was like in the suit crawling around and stuff. Yes. Which is, he was like, I saw a video of him like teaching how he did it and everything. So his, so his, his, his tethered, his, which, and they all have names too. All the tethered. Pluto? Is, Pl- Pluto is the name of the masked, ugh. Yeah, yeah he's creepy, yeah. man. He was a creepy one. Um, they all were good. I mean, the... The one thing that I would say uh, I was happy with is, like, they were isolated from their other characters in other movies and stuff. Like, Winston... Winston Duke. Like, you, I didn't even realize until you told me mm. that that was M'Baku. Right. I was like, oh, sh-, like, that's actually him. Yes. I didn't realize that um, at first. And, like... Uh, they were pretty good. I, I was happy with all their roles. And, like, for them, I think the hardest thing is for the, to ask them to all play two characters mm-hmm. like that. Considering mm-hmm. you're telling them to play polar opposites mm-hmm. the whole time. I mean, granted, they probably film them at different times and stuff. But to have to mirror it, I think, is probably really tough. What did you think of the fact that Winston Duke's character, uh, Gabe Wilson, is mostly comic relief throughout the movie? Uh, I thought it was... I mean, it wasn't unwelcome, mm. but there were definitely parts where I thought his humor might not have been needed. Mm. Um, like, one of the first scenes it actually comes up in is when they are in the house and they meet their tethered family for yes. the first time. And they're sitting across from each other. Yeah, and it's a very heavy, room. it's a very, like, serious moment, and you're, like, kind of on edge in your seat, yes. like, freaking out, like, what's going on. And, you know, I think, like, movies in general lately have tried to interject this, like, whole... They try and inject this whole, like, comic relief in the middle of a Mm -hmm. very serious moment To cut the tension? Yeah. And I would rather you just keep the tension and, like, not need as much of that comic relief. Granted, it wasn't bad in the movie. He just is when he says, excuse me, right? Yeah. He says, excuse me. And you're like, oh, come on, man. And there's 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 a laugh in the movie theater and it's a sort of an exhale of relief from a lot of the people in the theater. Uh, one of the things I enjoy about Peel is he is so uh, uh, gifted co- comedically that he knows exactly how to place these laughs throughout the movie without the overall yeah. macro tension of the movie letting up. And it's not like any of the comic relief in it was any overkill at any point. Right. It was just like, all right, maybe it wasn't needed here. But, I mean, at the same time... The guy is a comedic genius, so I would think he knows what he's doing more than me. Uh, <laughs> do, it, it, so we meet we meet the tethered, and uh, uh, this is after this is let's let I'm actually getting ahead of myself. We meet them; they're just a family. 
They just are, are pretty normal. The daughter's on her phone all the time. The son likes magic tricks and seems kind of more uh, of an introvert. And they go to the Santa, same Santa Cruz beach, that same boardwalk where Adelaide had this traumatic experience as a child. And it's it's clearly bothering her. And it bothers her as we meet their white friends. They're, they're the other family, the... What is it? The to- is it the Thomases? No, it's the Tyler family. The Tyler family. So Lizzie Moss, Elizabeth Moss, aka Peggy Olson from Mad Men. She's Kitty Tyler, and then Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric. Hmm. Uh, it's free real estate. Yeah. Freaking Tim is uh, Josh Tyler, and they're you know standard uh, 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 family. And and Lizzie Moss is talking to Adelaide, and Adelaide's not particularly interested. And Jason. Oh, okay. So the, our first instance of seeing a tethered, the first time we see a tethered, is because we see the guy Jeremiah. Jeremiah. 11. So so when young Adelaide sees this guy holding a Jeremiah eleven eleven sign on the boardwalk as a kid, and then when they're going to the beach, we see that guy dead. Or he's or, getting put into getting an put ambulance. yeah getting put into an ambulance. He's got the Jeremiah eleven eleven sign, and then the kid Jason Wilson sees him. He, I'm pretty sure he had scissors in his chest when they're putting him in the stretcher. Yeah, or something like that. Like his chest he's was stabbed. Maimed, he's yeah. But he's, like I couldn't tell if the scissors were still in him or not. That was interesting. And we see uh, uh, his tethered as Jason goes to the bathroom, standing menacingly, looking with his arms out down by his sides. Which later, it's kind of brilliant the way it's he's swings that back in and that's where all the tethered are standing yeah. later for Hands Across America but the we, 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 we see Lupita Nyong'o freak out Adelaide freak out and see where's Jason where's Jason on their way to the beach they play I Got Five on it and they and we as a quick aside that's one of the best uses of a song in a movie I can ever remember both in the trailer and then in the movie because uh, they talk about it for the beat for the beat well the fact that uh, Adelaide's Adelaide's uh, 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 trying to get them in rhythm, and they're snapping to it, and uh, that that comes back up later in, in what we'll talk about. Yeah. And the they're at the, they go to the beach, they come back to the house, and Adelaide tries to explain to her husband like why she's so upset, and she says, "I saw myself as a child in a fun house, but it wasn't a uh, reflection; it was really me." And he's the again. Yeah, Mirror Girl, he's, again, comic relief, but also someone who's kind of skeptical. Yeah. And then the, 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 there's a family standing, standing outside. And I thought it was interesting how the, the oohs and ahs and shocks and gasps of horror in the crowd, even though they clearly, I guess, had they not all seen the trailer? Did they not all yeah, see it? Yeah. Like that, 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 was, that, was, that was interesting to, to me. That, uh, and maybe it, it speaks to... Peel getting you so sucked in that you're still like, oh my god, what would what the hell would we all do if there was just a family in our driveway? <laughs> and, Especially in like a suburban area, like there weren't yes. there weren't houses next to them. And they come in, they're all wearing red. They have the scissors, and the only one of them who talks is the one who looks like Adelaide, and she speaks in this uh, uh, rasp that's barely. Getting the words out, she speaks, and and that's am- among the craziest pieces of acting that Lupita Nyong'o does in the mm. movie, and she's otherworldly. Uh, 
And then we get, what did you think of the decision to have, this is one of my favorite things that he does in the movie, is he has the four of them split up and have their own sort of adventures with their own tethered, their own individual scenes with their tethered, the family, rather than them all fighting each other as a group. Oh, what, what did you make of that? Like, a, go play with Pluto, or, right. or and, run, and, and then she's going to chase you. Right, ah. and, and uh, the husband's tethered, Abraham, drags Gabe Wilson out to the boat. It was interesting because, like, they probably had been waiting so long for that buildup that, like, they wanted to have their own moments with their tethered to just have that experience. If this is the first time you're meeting them and, like, you don't know what to expect or you don't know what's going on, that they want to have, like, that one-on-one for a second, you know? And um, I didn't really understand uh, what Abraham was doing with... Uh, the boat? Yeah. That, like it's, where it's they true. were going or what they were doing. That was kind of like a weird question mark. But like the other two made sense. Like Pluto and um, the I don't the remember sun. their actual names. Jason. Jason. Yeah. So Jason and Pluto go and they're playing in the closet and they both have like some sort of an attraction to a spark or fire or yep. whatever it is. And, and Pluto then, lights the match, and yeah, then he has like this Jason's thumb got a ring flicker. thing that he's trying to flick to like try and make a spark too. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. And then the daughter running versus like being chased, which is also creepy. And she nails the the creepy smile. You have yeah. to be able to nail a couple creepy smiles in a horror movie, and she crushed it. Yeah, and she was like waiting for her to get a head start. Yes, which is the crazier part too. Because <laughs> it's like, yeesh. Uh, at that point, I don't know. And what did you think of the repeated motif? And again, Peel loves these just compelling images on screen of Lupita Nyong'o when they're facing. Adelaide, when they're facing each other, when they're facing their tether, the four of them and the four of them in the living room, the single tear going down her face, the same way Chris uh, is the character in Get Out, the single tear goes down when he's getting ah, hypnotized. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, I thought, wow, that's going to become like the peel tear huh. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's sort of, and her expression is really similar to Chris's face in Get Out when he's getting hypnotized. Uh, I love that. The other thing, uh, I guess, to go with that is, like, Lupita Nyong'o killed the whole, like, facial expression of being horrified on that sofa. Yes. And that was kind of similar when he was uh, stuck in the chair. Yes. Where he was freaked out because he started to realize what was going on, Because too. he realized he can't move. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, she, she nailed that part. Um, they're they're all, they're all these little tiny things. There's a shot of uh, Adelaide looking at... A fake spider on the table, and then a smaller spider crawling cla- by, crawling, cra- crawling in front of it. And you made the point that uh, red, which is Adelaide's tethered, when she's holding her uh, head in her hands, is sort of tapping her fingers across her face like a spider. Yeah, uh, 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 little tiny, tiny things like that are, are impeccably done in this movie. So Act Two is them going and having their adventures with their own tethered, and. Uh, Gabe, uh, Winston Duke, kills Abraham out on the boat, and that's hilarious and satisfying. And we get the 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 hitting the crowd hitting the hitting the engine to start yeah. the boat, and yes. And we also water in horror movies is so terrifying. 
Like, and the fact that they're both in the water, and the water at night is is always always gets me super super riled up. I definitely buried my head behind your shoulder a couple <laughs> times, grabbed your arm a couple times uh, in the movie theater, and then we get uh, them going to the the Tyler's house because like where can we go? Because we can't stay here, we can't be safe, and we get the Tyler's, and we get this little tiny exchange between uh, Kitty Tyler and Josh Tyler. That's funny and sort of. Uh, 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 a couple arguing, and then they're tethered. Come, and it's what song? What song is is playing? I think um, it's there's the a Beach song. Boys. Yes, Good Vibrations is playing, and then fuck the police. And then and they but they didn't even they didn't call it Alexa. They called it Ophelia. Yeah, yeah. It was little little eye. touches. Ophelia, and then uh, Lizzie Moss as as she's they 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 all get stabbed. They have twin daughters. And the twin daughters get uh, 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 They all get killed Except Lizzie Moss is, is alive And as she's crawling She's like Ophelia call the police And Ophelia's like playing fuck the police By NWA <laughs> which is Funny And we get the Tyler's tethered, and that's the that's the moment which is not that none of that's in the trailer In terms yeah. of knowing that there are other tethered So now this this expands and you're like Whoa Everybody's got a tethered. Yeah. What what is what the hell what the hell is going on here? This is bigger than we thought. And I think that in the tiny amount the the next couple scenes when the Wilsons come to the Tylers' house and they realize what's happening almost immediately and the scenes while fuck the police is playing and in particular I think Elizabeth Moss just crushes these 10 minutes with some of the better acting you'll see in a movie. Did you was that the most creeped out you were in the whole movie when she's doing oh, these she's creepy the, things? Yeah, there was the the whole thing with like them not being able to talk but they can make like grunt noises and stuff. Yes. And then she's looking in the mirror and she, she's going through all these emotions but not making any sound. Yes, she tries and to she almost looks like probably, she screams without making any yes, noise. And that was probably the creepiest for me. She goes from like screaming to crying to laughing to laughing to without a sound. Zero peeps. And uh, uh it's it's she looks out and she sees her husband's tethered, getting killed by uh, Winston Duke in the other boat, which I forget what that's called. Oh, it's called the B Yatch. Is the oh, other boat name? That's very funny. And uh, Lizzie Moss also goes up to Adelaide. She has Adelaide tied up in the room, and what the kids have to do it becomes the kids' job to go and help their parents or their mom, and them. Killing the twins is an incredible moment because we see the daughter, Zora, with her golf club. She picks up the putter. Yeah. And she goes and she absolutely wails on one of the twins. And then as they're walking around the house, she 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 she, she, like, she starts bit, you know. throwing her arm around yeah, a little bit. Get a little stretch. Like, the idea of Jordan Peele sitting there with his computer and writing in Zora, <laughs> Zora, Zora, Zora starts flexing her arm as if yeah. warming up. Like, how do you, know, you sit there and write that? You know he had a little chuckle to himself <laughs> right now. Yeah. He's like, oh, now I'm going to make her, like, warm up a bit. And Jason grabs this little thing of amethyst. And he is the one who uh, – uh, uh, they both go in to try and rescue their mom. 
uh, Lizzie Moss turns and is ready for the, uh, the, the Zoro with the, with the putter and is gonna and gets on the bed and gets on top of her and you're just wondering what's gonna happen and then Jason comes from behind and whacks and kills uh, Lizzie Moss's tethered when her name Lizzie Moss's tethered's is Dahlia. Hmm. I bet you there's a bunch of sort of subtext to all the names of all the like I, I Zora's tethered is Umbra Umbre. And and she comes back up when they are about to leave in their car after the Tylers. They start the car lights, and Zora's driving, and her tether's in front of them. Yeah, and in the driveway. Uh, they're like I, Zora's like I'm gonna run this bitch over, and they try and run her over, and she scampers up. She literally she walks she, up in front of the car, <laughs> which I don't see. You don't see that much in movies. I was not really ready for that. I thought she was gonna swing out of the way, uh, and. The, the the that sequence as they 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 drive and she's trying to stab the thing and they slow her down and she gets sent flying, absolutely flying into the trees and we're like is she dead and then Adelaide goes out and sees her wrapped around a tree dying and, and she's get, laughing right she's laughing which they said like she came into the world she was born laughing so mm. they were like she's she's her own little level of twisted you know oh oh yeah. shudder and. That's the that's sort of the end of the second act of the movie, and then it becomes daytime, and then yeah. we see the news report that it's happening all over the country, uh, that people are getting killed by their tethers, and that they're all holding hands, they're all starting to hold hands like hands across America, which we see in a commercial uh, at the beginning of the movie. At the, at the beginning of the movie, I question. Uh, uh, don't I don't I question the level to which Peel actually has his own idea of what the subtext of the movie is about. I don't know if he has a concrete explanation, and if he does, I don't think he'll ever explain it because he wants people to find whatever truth they want to find out of this. And when a second, once we finish the plot of the movie, we'll talk about it. But I don't know what I don't know what his specific intent was with Hands Across America other than to just have the cool symbol of all the tethered holding hands tethered together. What did you think about the scene where we see Pluto, Jason's tethered, uh, and the sort of trap that they'd laid for him and Red had laid for the Wilson family with the fire, and then Jason putting on the mask and walking backwards and getting Pluto to do the same? Like, did you see any of that coming? Did you think that we're gonna ha- we, one of the Wilsons was gonna bite it right there? Yeah, that was like the part he like. He, so it was interesting because it opened up with Adelaide getting out of the car, walking up towards Pluto, and she kind of like reaches her hand out to him. Right, right. She reaches her hand out. As if to say, you don't have to do this type of thing. Yeah, and he, like, peeks over her and kind of, like, grins, like, ha-ha, like, I'm getting you guys here. Mm. And that's how Jason was like, oh, crap, we need to get out of this car. It's a trap, yes. blah, blah. And um, I, like, it's interesting that that was the point that he picked because he was the only one who really knew how, like, the level of tethered that they were, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Because they had the whole closet scene where... They're mirroring each other's movements and yes. stuff. Yes, yes. We so forgot to mention when, that when they're in the closet, that's they when mirror he realizes each other's movements. That he can back up and so. Will. But they only mirror each other's movements when he has the mask on. Ah, oh, mm. I did not pick up on that. Mm. Both times, 
And I enjoyed that. And then as he walks backwards, Red, almost as if she was there because she knew... That that was how that, it was, that was going to happen. That that was how it was going to happen. Grabs Jason, runs off with him. That was pretty freaky for me too, because you do, like you don't see her. Yeah, focus wise, right? Because she's and blending because into she the blends car. in with the car, which yeah. is also genius. Yes. and then just snatches him. And then we get uh, uh, the sort of the 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 final piece de resistance of the movie, which is. Lupita Nyong'o, Adelaide, going down to face Red. And we see the, this stuff that we haven't seen before. And I want you to... Th- do, do, do you remember what I said to you as she was going down? What or what? I, 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 I held my hands up and I went like this. Oh, yeah. Was like, <laughs> she was swapped. Uh, uh, and so I, I thought there that maybe that's, that's what had happened. Mm. And... I either thought that Adelaide and Red had swapped, or, and of course, of course, of course, of course, nothing can be complete. No podcast can be complete <laughs> without me getting a text message in the, from my laptop, my phone's on Do Not Disturb, in the middle of this. So I apologize about that, but it, it, as is tradition. Um, <laughs> so... As she's descending, I actually thought that there was a chance that maybe we don't see the final clash between Adelaide and Red, and then we see one of them come back up, mm. and maybe that's how a swap happens. But you think the whole time as this movie's going on, I'm thinking if there's two of somebody, there has to be a switcheroo of some kind. There's been no yeah. switcheroo at any point in this movie. Uh, as what, what did you think of the choice of having this escalator go down into the depths of? Where the tethered are, and having the tiled hallways that almost look like a mental mental institution or a prison, be where all the tethered and the rabbits are. It was freaky. It's that, really that was freaky. Super freaky for me. And you got the rabbits now; they're running around. Yes, they're they out. Have those like weird like benches in the middle of the halls. I don't mm-hmm. know what they were really. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell. I'm pretty sure there were like cameras too. Like they were being watched in those. They were being watched. Yeah. I mean, granted, they were abandoned there and everything, but there were cameras. Yes, yes, there were, and and it's it's. Wow, I guess I guess that you could get into a whole like, does the government know about the tethered? Uh, (laughs) So whatever. Uh, And then we have the climactic showdown between Red and Adelaide, and you have. that scene, that's when she's and so monologuing that's, that's, before it, and where she's facing, that, where she's facing, you get the that shot of Lupita Nyong'o like close yes, up. Yes, as yes, red. yes, 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 yes. It's maybe it's maybe the best shot of the whole movie. Yes, because her face literally takes up half the movie screen. Yes, in theater, in theater, not even like that's one of those things where it's like you're watching it on the TV at home versus at a, in the mm-hmm. movie theater. No question. That is one of the reasons. And you get you're basically seeing it from the chalkboard's perspective, how yeah. close uh, uh, Red's face is, and you get her monologuing in this 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 voice, and she has she's she you hear her cutting, and you see pieces of red, and she's cutting out to uh, people out of red construction paper, yes, the... and then rips them apart, and then as they as they uh, they t- they talk about dancing, they talk about uh, a performance that Adelaide had where she dances. And how she danced that night, right? We talk about uh, that all the tethered watched her dance. 
Mm. And, and that's, that's how, how they that's how they her, like the special one. Yeah. And then we get the slowed down strings of I Got Five on it to punctuate, which we hear in the trailer, but I didn't know if we were going to get it in the movie. And we, when you hear, dun-dun-dun, as she starts moving around this classroom. They're in yeah. like a classroom, uh, which, I, I, again, interesting choice. It's not like Adelaide's a teacher. We actually don't know what her occupation is, right? I, I, so, so the significance of the desks is, is interesting. But she moves around, and then we, we have this battle where she seems to know exactly what Adelaide is going to do. Adelaide's still got the red poker that she gets... Uh, uh, out of the fireplace to set herself free when she's uh, handcuffed to the yeah. table in the original living room. Which, if you want a quick aside, you want to pick a little nit. So, I mean, I don't know. That I, I This is just what I thought. But when she was told to handcuff herself to the table, I thought she took one handcuff, put it on her wrist, and took the other handcuff and put that around the arm of the table. And throughout the rest of the movie, her hand, her hands were handcuffed together. Yes. So I mean, I, that I'll have to, I guess, triple check to mm. see if that's actually what happened. But as far as I know, that that's how it went down, and it was just funny that it switched. Hmm. If that's what really it's, happened. I, 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 that definitely bears another viewing. But they're fighting, and as we get down to it, we get down to it, we get down to it. She's she's. I think she's does she stab Adelaide at one point with the scissors or anything? Or? Oh, she gets her a couple of times. Yeah, she's, like she stabs a her a couple snips, times. There's like definitely a poke. And then, and then in the final moment when they get into where the bunk beds are, where the tethered sleep, mm-hmm. uh, Red comes up to try and get Adelaide for the final blow, and Adelaide gets her right through the chest with the poker. And she's leaning against the poles of one of the bed, and she strangles her with the handcuffs. And that's how she gets her. And she lets out this super primal scream. Oh, she like returns to... Yeah, she's she's really going for it with that one. She kind of like... I don't want to give it away or and anything. Then, and, then she, and, then she, and then she finds Jason in a locker. Yeah. They go back up. And they go uh, start driving away. And as we're well, driving... She, she, it, it's interesting because he watched her kill Red. So she sees that, and she sees her let out that like little bit of a primal scream. Yes. So he's kind of freaked out of by, yes. by her at this point because she had to like put her hair back. She and had she, to and do she like start, the whole starts, special like hand touch connection thing to prove to him to be like, "Hey, look, it's me, mom." Like right I'm here, right? Like because he's almost freaked out by see, having seen that too. And then you have. Uh, the 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 she and she also touches his face with her bloody hands. Yeah, uh, she's like, hey 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 hey, it's me. And that uh, kind of grossed me out a little bit. Out of all, I don't know why that grossed me out of all the things, but the the big holy shit moment of the whole movie comes right after that when they're driving away, and we realize and we go and see and Jordan Peele shows us that. Back in in when Adelaide was a child and she sees Red in the funhouse. That red <laughs> drags her, strangles, choke, her. strangles her, drags her down to where handcuffs the other tethered her. are, handcuffs her to the bed, takes her thriller shirt, and goes up and takes her place. And this Adelaide is red, and red is Adelaide. <gasps> Boom! It's it's one of uh, it's one of the cooler. It's 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 great. I love twists to end movies. I always have. 
And we talked about before the pod about some of the other movies where there's not only just a big twist ending, but it makes you reconsider the, the last the whole movie you've watched. And when you end it, you want to watch it again. You brought up The Sixth Sense. It's a great call. We brought up Fight Club, which yeah. is a great call as far as that's concerned. Uh, Shutter Island. Uh, a bunch of movies where you you don't you you think oh my god this the changes prestige. this this the prestige this changes the how the light the lens through which I watch this whole movie and I have to watch it again it makes it makes us super rewatchable. I will say that for all those movies, like they drop that bomb on you, and then there's still stuff that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. With us, he it's drops that bomb on you, and that's very, how very it ends. Thing. That is the movie. So you're left on that. Oh man, that's but, it's like, like the, it's more the like world. the Usual Suspects type yeah, thing, where exactly. it's the very, very last thing. Exactly. Although I should say that the actual last shot of the movie is an overshot of the car driving away, and then it pans up through the landscapes, and we see the, the long line of tethered in red, uh, hands across America wearing, through the mountains. Hands, yes. And I forget what song is playing, but so do you do so so now we get to break the, a couple things down because that we actually have been going Dan for forty minutes believe it or not <laughs> that's how it goes you you know me I love to talk kind of it's not spoilers so <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. and do you think so do, what did you do you think the symbols have deeper meaning like the scissors or the rabbits or hands across America or the twins, which is like the twins in The Shining. I think some of them do and some of them don't. Like, the thing with the rabbits, and I think we, we touched on it earlier, too, about the whole concept of, like, going down different rabbit holes. And, like, yeah. Jordan Peele definitely wants everybody to have their own experience with those and to take it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, like, leaving it open to interpretation is a big part of it for him, I think. Um, there is some in my opinion, behind certain things like the scissors mm-hmm. and like the duality of the scissors and how they're tethered. How literally a pair they're of literally, scissors. It's two blades held together by one little bolt in them. You yep. Know? And um, that was, I lo- that's I love that. one for sure. Uh, the fact that uh, Adelaide, uh, as she's going through the movie, slowly gets her white dress covered, covered in, red, in red, covered yes. in blood, is brilliant. Um, the one that I text you yes. literally the next day, Blue, I like, and I freaked out. She, so when so, they're in the car on the way to I the got, beach, I got five is playing, and she's trying to get Jason to snap to the beat of the song. She's like, "Oh, go ahead, get in rhythm." And the first thing you pointed out to me is like, "Yeah, but why is she snapping her fingers off beat? She's snapping and, on the two, and really just not on the on the on the beat." But and just the opposite of where she that should explains be. That totally explains why that. she would be snapping off beat. Yes, uh, there. You 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 had the theory. Uh, there, I, I I would love to know what you think of this now. Why Lizzie Moss, uh, 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 Lizzie Moss's character, does, Elizabeth Moss doesn't kill Adelaide, but she has the chance. And we thought about that, and we realized, oh. Because they're she switched, rec- and she, she wants she, her revenge. She, she, rec- and, uh, she recognized. She recognized that this is red. Recognized ah, another yes. tethered, and d- 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 uh, and it makes that makes now makes perfect sense why red is the only tethered to talk throughout the whole movie. And she talks that. And she talks that way from being strangled. Yes, 
it's it's brilliant. It all ties together. And I dare say that you're not going to have a more riveting movie experience at the theater this year short of Avengers Endgame, which is the culmination of, you know, 10 years and 23 films worth of superhero comic book pre-made stuff, not an original contained movie. Uh, Is it as good as Get Out? And I hate doing that. I don't like doing that, but you inevitably have to compare... Uh, director's movies the same way you direct well, you know, a, a musical artist's album. I was albums saying how or, like my main thing was to isolate the two for what they were and I knew going in that in my opinion it wouldn't hold a candle well not hold a candle but in terms of comparing the two Get Out there was less background going into it. You yeah. don't know how Jordan Peele is going to be as a director. You don't know anything about the movie whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and we, it's right after Trump gets inaugurated. Yes, it was this whole like the, super the, the, subtext. The, the, in that the, movie. It was just such a on the nose at that time for that to come out was so important. Like important. Whereas this this movie is fascinating. And is it about capitalism? Is it about so classism? Is it about socioeconomic status? Is it about uh, uh, slaves using underground tunnels? I don't know. We don't know what. The hell it, 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 it might be. I Again, I think if Peel has an answer for that in his mind, that he's never going to say it out loud uh, because he wants to leave it up to interpretation and he doesn't want everybody else to see it the same way he does necessarily. It's one of the great things about making a movie like that where it's the template for whatever you kind of want it to mean. But I, the, the way I see it, it's just about humanity. And it's not necessarily has to do with. Uh, uh, I don't think race is necessarily a factor. It's we all have our own inner demons to confront, hmm. type of thing. And at some point, they're going to confront us. Yeah, that's that's the the sort of the simple it's reading pretty, that I put in, put into it. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if that's where you stand, Dan. And I also don't necessarily like reading into it that much because I just want to take the enjoyment of the movie at face value while we're in the theater. Like, I don't really care about how the rabbits get down there or how the tethered move around or how, like, if, if, if Adelaide had left the country, how Red would have followed her <laughs> if, they, if she had gone to England. Is there an underground tunnel underneath the ocean? Like, who cares about stuff like that? I don't care. The same way I don't care in Star Wars when uh, uh, Admiral Holdo uh, kamikazes in hyperspace through a uh, Star Destroyer and people are like, that changes the art of There's just, Star Wars warfare. Who cares? There's just certain things that you're willing to jump and defy the logic on. Yeah, you suspend your disbelief, story. yes, for the sake of the, the, the enjoyment that you got from the movie. So, that's, that's, that's where I stand about us. I think it's excellent. Maybe not quite as a best picture nominee uh, uh, super important sign like hallmark of the times as get out is but that's not it doesn't have to be not every movie Jordan Peele makes has to be that we can say though that since this movie was a little more focused on Adelaide Lupita yes Nyong'o Lupita Nyong'o for best actress is definitely a nominee to- I would be flabbergasted if she doesn't get nominated for yeah. best actress for this she apparently had to go to like a speech pathologist and really work really? on all types of things to get that voice down she could be she- main character and supporting in this right ah, amazing <laughs> Lizzie I think Elizabeth Moss has a has a like just I know she's she only a, in two she scenes she has a great but, like but 10 20 minutes so like, but if spotlight you yeah know? 
if 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 if, if Anne Hathaway can win for Les Mis for being in the movie for 15 minutes, Liz, <laughs> Liz, Lizzie Moss can win for that terrifying scream Mary with scene, no. Yeah. And she cuts her face. Yes! She goes to the she mirror like, and cuts her face. And that I didn't understand as much why no. she did it. And I, I was wondering if, like, because she didn't kill Adelaide in that part, if, like, she was kind of, like, taking it out on herself type thing. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. It was weird. I'd love to hear what people have to say about this. You can contact us um, always at facebook.com slash fightingfirewithfire. You can follow us and uh, comment on Instagram or Twitter at the AJ Rose Show. Uh, as always, you can listen to all episodes of Fighting Fire with Fire at soundcloud.com slash fightingfirewithfire. Follow us on Spotify, baby. Yes, sir. Follow us and listen to us on Spotify or Google Play or on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate and review and subscribe. And Dan, do you have anything to plug while you're here? Uh, <laughs> Go Celtics. Will you be back for a playoff preview? Oh, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. I think that would be absolutely fun. Um, this has been really fun. This has been for Dan Perez. I'm AJ Rose. You've been listening to Fighting Fire with Fire. Fuck Mitch McConnell. And we will talk to you guys next time. Cheers. Up?